Hey guys, this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash world of row. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. Thanks, and let's start the show. Welcome to the World of Rogue Podcast. Alrighty, folks, sit back, relax, crank up that audio level to the highest decibel, because you're about to get into the World of Rogue Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that features intimate interviews and personal journeys with creators like podcasters, musicians, entertainers, people in DIY, and so much more. This podcast is available to you every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast Addict, wherever you listen to your podcast. The best way that you can help out my podcast is by taking the time to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, use your social media like Snapchat, Snapchat <laughs> Vine, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever you use to, to keep in touch with your friends. Maybe even text message them or maybe send them an email. Yeah, email. Probably that might work, right? Yeah, so just uh, help help me get the word out. Things the things that the things that I ask you to do this on a weekly basis helps my show grow and become you know become one of the better podcasts out there. With keeps it in the algorithm, keeps it in the what's hot on iTunes. So that's why I tell you guys every week just to you know just to clear that up, so that way we have a clear understanding on that. Oh man, wow! I gotta tell you, it's been. Um, a very challenging week tech technically for me. Uh this is we finally got everything back up and running on the laptop. This I'm actually using my audio, audio interface and uh I started using a new device, a little handy dandy recorder, which gives me the ability to take the podcast on the go and not have to carry all this equipment. So that uh intro that you just heard was actually recorded with that. So <laughs> Man, I, I thought I was a pretty tech-savvy individual growing up, and it turns out that I'm really not that techni- tech <laughs> technically inclined, I think is the word. Anyway, how are you folks doing? How's the uh, how's the week going for you? Are you uh, ready for the in- the weekend that is coming? Are you... Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how was the last weekend? I mean, obviously it was great. I'm sure it was Mother's Day weekend. So all you mothers who uh, listen to this podcast, if you listen to last Friday's, it I did say happy Mother's Day, and I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. I uh, had a great time with my wife uh, and family. We spent the weekend uh, with our fam- with my with my parents, and um, it, was a, it was a good weekend, a uh, good time. Uh, my daughter had actually just to kind of give you guys that thing, you know, heads up here. My daughter actually had a procedure done last week, and it was pretty, pretty stressful for us. And it turned out to be really, really um, easy and something that we were able to overcome and avoid the uh, stress. But like any parent, and if you folks have you if you have kids and you've had to have them go in for a procedure, it can be very, very stressful. And uh, you know where I'm coming from, so that that's all good and handled, and it's everything's good now. So, yeah, everything's finally coming together, so to speak. Anyway, um, so uh, you know, just to kind of um, you know, uh, uh touch base on some things, I you know, I before I get into this week's guest, I wanted to elaborate and talk about my podcast and why I do it and who I talk to and. You know things like that, and I don't think I've ever really set that message clear. I think at the beginning of the podcast, I, you know, the very first episode, I talked about talking to people like my friends, colleagues. Uh, when I say colleagues, I meant like fellow podcasters and people in DIY. That has never changed. But this podcast has taken so many dynamic turns over the last, you know, twelve or thirteen episodes, where it started out as just kind of like, oh, I want to do pop culture talk. But wait a minute, you know what? There's a lot of podcasts that do that already. So I kind of wanted to um, I change it up a little bit. So it was with podcaster and podcaster conversation. And then I had, you know, musicians. And now, you know, things with the way it's been going, I've had conversations with comedians. Uh, you know, I'm going to have conversations with entertainers and so many more. So really what this is about is a podcast that features intimate interviews and personal journeys with creators like podcasters and, you know, the way the whole logist goes on the intro. And that's permanently going to permanently going to be the thing. And uh, I've always been kind of like a <clears throat> an introverted person. 
and I've always been enamored with the way people have the ability to create things and have something successful. So a few years ago, a long time ago, actually, when I saw Social Network, I was just so enamored with enamored with how a 20-year-old kid was able to create one of the biggest social media platforms in the world now with Facebook. And, and during you know during that whole summer, every time every time I'd see something, I was like, oh my god, this guy created this, this guy created that wooden fence, who, the, the person who created the parking lot type format, like the guy's a genius, or she he or she's a genius, you know what I mean? All these creations, and I'm just like, you know what? I would love to hear how people go about and and create you know forms of entertainment, whether you're a stand-up comic, um, how you're able to create a blog, or you're traveling the world and doing things that people. You know, and D- you're doing it. You're doing it all DIY, and how people have always talked about. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do. You know what I mean? So that's what it's all about. And me myself being a creator, I've never been the. I would never call call myself creative because I'm not. I can't draw. I've never been able to play any type of music. I I, I just played sports. I just played basketball, and I thought I was creative in that. But even then, that wasn't. So this is my creative outlet. And hearing these uh, conversations with the podcasters or anybody like that. It's more so to hear, I want you to hear about their podcast and hear their story and at the same time share my story and share my experiences. And these monologues, yeah, they're kind of long sometimes, but you know what? I want you guys to know more about me and get to know me more. And as time progresses, I want you to be able to say, you know what? I talk to this, I hear Rose's voice every week and I feel like I know him. And that's what I want to do is I want to connect with you guys. So without you know, speaking of you know, going into that, I don't know how to segue into what I was trying to do, but... Um, this week's guest, it, this is actually part one of this podcast. And like I said, my family was in town, so the opportunity came to have a podcast with my father. So I was, I jumped all over it. You know, we hung out, you know, three, four, three days straight, you know, and um, he, he helped around the house. And that was always, it's always good to hang out with him and my mom. And um, I did a two-parter podcast with my dad and um, I did that podcast Really, because like I said earlier, you know, just like I just mentioned, I want you guys to get get to know me and where I come from and how I how I go about doing things and where my motivation comes from. Because a lot of it is come, it comes from my father. My inspiration has been, you know, motivation comes from my parents, the work ethic that I carry, how I handle myself. And, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm still getting better at it. And, um, yeah, so that's what this is about. So this is a two-part conversation. And my dad is a pretty hilarious guy. Um, it's always cool to talk with him. And believe it or not, the conversation that the conversations we have in the next two conversation, two podcast episodes, is really much, really pretty, really much, really pretty much what we talk about when we're hanging out. And I just, you know, what I was just like, you know what? If we're out there hanging out, barbecuing, which we were the two times, believe it or not, and that conversation type that we have, that's. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to get that down and that's authentic. There's nothing fake about it. I mean, sure. We say some things and yeah, we bullshit and we say some bad words. We're grown, we're grown men. We can have a conversation like that. I feel like my dad's like one of my best friends. So, um, this, I wanted you guys to hear it and I wanted you guys to share a laugh. I wanted you to share experience with, share that experience with me. For those of you who have listened to pick and row, my dad was actually on episode 12. That one was a little bit different because, we talked more about world events. We really scratched the surface, and and I do mention it at one point when I first started podcasting. I was kind of filling with it just to kind of work on my self confidence, and I had him have that conversation with me because just to kind of get the old feeler in. Because once you start doing this thing, it is addicting. Once you you find your format and what you want to do, I just wanted to talk to him and just get old feel for it and get more confidence behind the mic and everything like that. So. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shut up now because I've said too much and um, you're probably like, hurry the hell up, bro. Let's start the conversation. And I'm going to go ahead and play that for you right now. And I will catch you guys on the other end. And I hope you enjoy. All right. Hey, um, I yeah. just wanted to let you know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. When I was growing up, I used to wear mm-hmm. hand-me-down shoes. 
Do you know how hard it is for a guy 6'4 to walk around in high heels? <laughs> I wouldn't know, Dad, because I never wore high heels. When I was 12 years old, my father bought me a bat. The first time I played with it outside, it flew away. <laughs> Times were hard, is, brother. Times were hard. Is that a Rodney Dangerfield joke? Rodney Dangerfield, 1967, Ed Sullivan. So what, Sunday night. What, what color was his hair? Who? Rodney Dangerfield. Gray. It's always been like that? Well, in 67, we had black and white to me. So you couldn't tell. Black or white, yeah. So did he, did he always have that? At least yeah. as far as you can remember. Well, no, because yeah. back to school, his hair was kind of blonde, right? Well, yeah, they probably uh, had it bleached or something for the movie. Uh, he, was a, he was a funny guy. Funny guy, man. Yeah. No respect. <laughs> no respect. Hey, well, it's good to it's good to hang out with you, man. I, Same here. You know, you're you uh, you've you've done this is like the second time you do something yeah. with me, or actually the third time. Remember that first time I made you do it, where I was talking to you over the phone? Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, that was off the record, but it I was, was rookie. I was rookie. You were rookie. Yeah, I'm 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 coming around. <laughs> I, uh, I like this exposure that I'm getting. And, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, I might do the speaking circuit after this. You know, I think you could totally do it, man. I know I could, if the money's right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not gonna fight. Hey, you know, you know, Dad. So when I when I when I think about me doing this thing, I always felt like it was I could I could find something out of it because even to the days when I was a kid, wanting to be like a musician, playing yeah. instruments or whatever it was, I don't know if I could sing. I mean, some well, people can sing. But hey, uh, I did something like this with a, a cassette. You know, a, a lot of people have told me that they did stuff like yes. this with a cassette. Yes. I even did. I toyed with it. And, and 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 everybody, either in the backyard or somewhere. I mean, we've yeah. done this. Yeah. But but this is new technology. Yeah. I mean, now we have a microphone. Back then we we had yeah. a, a, a recorder and and we would speak into the mic. Yeah, but the on the tape cassette, right? Yeah, on the tape cassette. Yeah. So was it like one of those? Flat ones, the tape recorders? No, well... No. Um, or a boombox? No, that was like, like a Mark boombox type. Yeah? It was square, upright, and it had a microphone on one side. It said M-I-C. So, and this was when you were a kid? Yeah. Well, really? uh, as a matter of fact, Rosendo Castro and I did something like this in 1996. Oh, I remember that. We all did it with like a like a tape recorder. Yeah, with the Onda Club thing, yeah. the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> And and we're going to talk about that because yeah. I think the last time that we talked, we talked more about what was going on in the world and we talked about basketball. But this is not – this is nothing like that. This is more just you and me. Like if we were, we were literally – just so you guys know, we're literally out here sitting down, barbecuing the way we always do, uh-huh. South Texas style, shooting the shit, drinking, drinking some, some beer. Drinking some beer. Our mind is clear. Yeah. We have no fear. Yeah. And if you can hear that little noise in the background, that's like an actual mosquito. What do you call those things? What the barbecue pit? No, <laughs> no over oh, there. Oh, 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 over there, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's to kill the bugs. Yeah, the, like the mosquito killer thing, yeah. right? Or I don't know what they call it. A There's a light guy bug killer. Is that what it is? Like that. Something like that. Okay. Well, well um, uh, yeah. I mean, so I remember you guys did stuff like that, and like, like what? Well, you just so the tape recorder thing. Where oh, you yeah, and Castro yeah, did yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you kind of have the voice for it though? You know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was going to talk to you about that. Well, you know, we should do like a weekly spot with you, with you record well, something and you send it to me or well, something. Well, maybe, maybe, but, you know, uh, I'm so busy, and, and you know, my schedule, <laughs> it all depends, permits it. Is this a- <laughs> you know, I am retired, and... Uh, so, But you're busy being yes, retired? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, by keeping up with the Young and the Restless oh. and the Travel Channel and all that good stuff, Um Everybody loves Raymond, Andy Griffith. Boy, you, you're watching those reruns. Oh yeah, they, I'd rather see that than see violence where people are getting killed and slashed their throats. And I, I hate that. I hate, hate that. violence. I love comedy. Yeah, I'm all about comedy and laughing and stuff like that. Hey, Dad. So, uh, who's your fa- who's your favorite stand-up comic? I know you like Rodney Dangerfield quite a bit, and I know you like Chevy Chase. But like, when somebody who did stand-up comedy, who back in the day, Red Skelton. I'm talking Red about Skelton. way back. That's yeah. way before your time. I mean, but you were there. You know, you I, were I, there. <laughs> you were there. You know, you were. You, you see, was, he's you were swinging. You were swinging. 
<laughs> but you were there, bro. You were there. Yeah. But, you know, Dad, I think um, since I started doing this show, and I know you haven't been listening to it, but I have I have talked to some stand-up comedians, actually. Oh, you have? Yeah. And I, I wanted to know, like, how their process was and how they got into doing things. Well, now that you mentioned that, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, Who's that? He works in Corpus. Oh, yeah? His name is, uh, he's a stand-up comedian slash helicopter mechanic. He's a sla- He's a helicopter mechanic and a... Yeah. And who's uh, that? Uh, uh, his, his name is... Uh, dogs, I forgot his name. I'm going to have to look it up. But oh, okay. Maybe you can interview him and, and you know, and then get and, and and help him out with a little bit. I mean... And then give you, like, a credit? Well, I mean... <laughs> not that I want the credit, but, I mean, it'll help him out. Okay. Well, man, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. Do, hey, let me... Do you think... Do you have a hard time speaking in front of people? Uh, no. The last time, uh, let me tell you a little bit about something now that you mentioned that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I used to have a dream. Oh. I would always dream about solving math problems. Okay, but uh, okay, oh, okay, I was solving math problems, yeah. and uh, I mean, I'm talking about geometry, trigonometry, and all that good stuff. And in high school, I only took math one and two. Yeah. Which is your basic math, just yeah. what I needed for graduation. Right. But in my dream, I would have this dream that I was solving all these math problems. And then the other half of the dream was I was standing up and I was on, on the podium, standing by the podium. Yeah. And I was talking to a large group of people. Okay. And and I, I, I was always wondering how that happened. I mean... Why was it happening? Yeah. One day I was at home and, and, and Sister Monica from Our Lady of Guadalupe called I me up. I remember her, yeah. And she said, Roel. I said, Don Roel, she used to call me. She Don from, Roel? She was from Mexico. And so like, so Don Roel is like a mafia type of thing? No, I'm no, no. no, no a, a sign of respect. Right. Uh, you know, elderly. Uh, yeah. And she said, um, and during uh, Lent, they yeah. have what they call... Uh, missionaries used to come over yeah and one time they had a missionary that he came over from mexico okay and he gave a talk in spanish and then she said but i need somebody to translate translate that in english oh okay and when i was up on, at the podium and this is really happening this is really happening okay when i was up at the podium as i was talking to the congregation right i saw myself did you? I mean, the dream came back. Oh, okay. Like a, like See, a deja dream, vu or something. Yeah, yeah. The dream was giving me a heads up about, hey, you know, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. So I'm up, I'm up at the podium, and, and I'm looking at the congregation, and, the, and the, yeah. the church is full, and I'm looking at all these people. And yeah. right there and then, but the dream came back. I said, wow, this is what the dream was telling me that. I was going to be speaking in front of all these people. Yeah. See, but everybody has that. Everybody has that. What, the the, the nervousness to speak in front of people? Or no, the not the nervousness. To? But, I mean, everybody has the ability. But yeah. a lot of people, we all have a gift. We just need to know how to use it. Right. So, but then, did you, now did you deliver the speech yes. as planned or did you make any jokes with it? No, no. I just, no? I just went up there, but. You know what helped me out a lot What's was that? I took a class in business psychology. Oh, okay. And one of the things was to talk in front of an audience. Yeah. And I remember my psychology instructor said, "I, you know, for this six weeks or whatever it was, right? Uh, the great that that you get is you have to come up and talk in front of the class for three minutes only. Yeah. Well, and I also learned that." Everybody was holding back. Everybody was holding back. Everybody was holding back. And I like, found out a long time ago. When you, you know, say holding back, what do you well, mean by that? He asked for volunteers. Oh, and everyone was too scared to and do it. And everybody was nervous or scared. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, Naturally. I'm, I'm going to do it and get it over with. Right. Because otherwise. You're just going to. And we were taking this class once a week. Delaying it. And by the time we were done with it, it was going to be like a, a month before everybody had oh, their, their, yeah. their chance. Right. So I said, I volunteered, and I went up there, and I got it over with. Yeah. And then the instructor was in the back of the class giving me a signal like, hey, you've been talking for five minutes. You know? <laughs> I said, okay, okay. 
And and I learned back then in psychology class that it's mind over matter. It really is. We can do it if we want to, but we make it hard on ourselves. And and then that's with a lot of things, not just with speaking. Well, yeah, right? yes, right. So well, so we, and we were talking about how like going in front of a like doing this and talking, and I've always I've always been like the the introvert of the family. Probably more, maybe my older sister is more introverted than I am, but as outspoken at certain points. No. But I didn't get your personality in some aspects. Um, but do, you know, but but the the funny thing is, is hold on, wait, wait. So when <laughs> when I when I'm in my when I'm in my element, or if I if I find myself in a groove, then I'm able to be this extrovert type of person where whatever it is that i'm doing if i'm working with my job or if i'm around a group of people because sometimes i often come off as um abrasive well you know what um <laughs> sometimes you need to get out of the the family element right because family are your worst critics right and when you go somewhere else like you for example living here in san antonio yeah it's totally different yeah, all your family's in South Texas, right? And and you're different, and and that's why people leave their towns or cities and go somewhere else because they can become who they want to be and they grow, right? And they grow, and, and that's what happened to you. Yes, I mean you're totally different, uh, and then Lisa's different, and so is Marie Lee. Yeah, we're all different. We're all different, but we can all do it. But if the, we want to, right? And if we if we want to. And I think you know you, you have always been the type of person to say like if um, if you could be any like you like you mentioned earlier we could be anything we want to be whether it was sports and school or clubs or whatever it was, and I think that I've always kind of listened to that in some way and be myself in my own find myself and in your own environment right and I think the older that I'm getting I think the more and more I start to open up my mind to a lot of things whereas 10 years ago I wasn't so open to a lot of things right right and hey you have to leave the nest <laughs> to find out for yourself <laughs> what you want and, <laughs> and you make you make the best of it it's up to you right because it's only not up to me or your friends yeah it's up to you yeah. you make what you want out of it yeah and and, and you've always instilled that in us and you know, I tried. I, yeah, right. You did, and you succeeded at that. And I think um, when we've talked before, we we didn't really go deep into that stuff. And I, the idea is just that I want people to know a little bit more about myself and about where I come from and where some of my, you know, the instinct or my motivation and my drive comes from. Because a lot of that comes from you. It comes from mom. But, you know, the... The a lot thing of is, it comes from you. You make it. If you want to make it in this world, like my friend used to say, it's cold out there, baby. It's cold out there, baby. Yeah, it's a very cold world out there. Yeah. And, but you know, you you yourself, Dad, you've done things out of in, out of instinct and out of things that just you wanted to do. I always liked the challenge. Yeah. And you know, and you did you did philanthropy, sort of like a foundation. With yeah. your La Onda Club? Yep. yep. And you help people who needed help with medical yeah. expenses or fun. The funny thing about this is when I was growing up in high school, yeah. the the counselors always told us, hey, well, you're college material and you're not, and you this and you're not. They said that? Yeah, yeah, yep. The 60s, brother, in the early 70s. Wow. And And, and deep down, I always wanted to get educated, but you know what? What's through that? reading, through reading, you can educate yourself. That's and, very and, true. And yes, the, the, that degree, that certificate, whatever, yes, it comes in handy. But you know, it seems like now it doesn't make a hill of beans. Well, no. Or it doesn't hold water anymore. Well, it doesn't, but you still have it. You still have it, yeah. So, I mean, shout out to all those people who have education, college educations and everything like that. I don't mean to downplay it, but it just seems that... Hey, I admire anybody that, that, yeah. that has, has gotten educated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and they sacrificed. There was a friend of mine that he did 
when while we were young and partying after high school, he yeah. was getting educated. And I remember he said, I'd rather sacrifice now than later on. That makes sense. And that made a lot of sense because he got his degree. He got educated. And then, but you're like 19-year-old you was just like, this guy's stupid and full of yeah. shit. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's what I thought, but, you know, <laughs> in the back of my mind, it was there. Right. And, it was there. And you didn't know, um, at that time, you still didn't know. Let me tell you a little what? bit about uh, about the business psychology course and what I learned in that Sure. Class. Most of the, 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 the my classmates were Vietnam veterans. Wow. And they were getting paid. I mean, there were some females also. Yeah. But they were getting paid through the VA to go to school. And they were there just to get paid. And me, I wasn't a veteran, so I I had to pay my own well, way. Your own way, right. So I, I remember this as if it was yesterday. There was going to be a fight, the Thriller of Manila. <laughs> Joe Frazier and I don't Ma- think that, was that Ma- Joe Frazier? I thought that was George Foreman and Muhammad or, Ali. Okay, yeah, George yeah. Foreman or yeah, yeah, yeah. and Muhammad Ali. Yeah, the thrill of Manila. And it was that night that they were going to fight, and we were in psychology class, right? Yeah, was it on a weekday? On a weekday. Oh wow! And I remember the professor came in and said, um, "Well, you know, there's a there's a uh, uh, Muhammad Ali and yeah. and and." and, and, and Frazier? No, George Foreman. George Foreman are going <laughs> to fight tonight. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm just going to take row and, and... We're all going to leave. Everybody can leave. Wow. So I was there and, and, and all of a sudden he called row and we yeah. were there for about 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes and the yeah. guy said, well, you guys can leave. Everybody got up and left and I just stayed there. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, hey, Royal. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you want to go see that fight? Yeah. I said, I look at it this way. I'm paying my own way to go to school. I want to take this class, and yet you're letting everybody go. Wow. And Because he was still here. getting paid, yeah, right? Yeah, he was still yeah. getting paid. And he looked at me and said, wow. He said, no, you know what? You're right. I'll stay here with you. Yeah. And we stayed there like maybe an extra 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I got up and I said, well, I'll see you later. And he looked at me and said, hey, uh, I thought you wanted to uh, stay here. Yeah. I said, I, I learned something in psychology. So it was this, was this, was this real? Was this real. Okay, okay. It was with Coastal Bend. Oh, okay, college, okay, yeah. With the uh, branch, uh, the, the NX. Yeah, the community in, college in, in down there. Okay. And, but back then it was at the high school. Okay. And I got up and I started walking out and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. He said, well, I thought you said you wanted to stay here. I said, I just wanted to prove a point. Oh. I said, I learned something in psychology. And he looked at me and said, wow. <laughs> yes, you, blew his, you blew his mind. I blew his mind. And I said, hey, let's go see that fight. Yeah. But I just wanted to prove a point. Man, I never knew that. You've never shared that story with me before. So this is I like you, you heard it here first. There's you never told me that. You don't know about well, me, I'm sure that there's not a lot. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of things I don't know about you, but I no. never knew that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And and uh, from then on, I said, "Hey, I said, hey, uh, if if I want to prove myself, or if, if if I think I'm right, yeah, I'm gonna fight you all the way, not physically, but verbally, yeah, and so and mentally, mentally, and challenge you, yeah. mentally, and see if we if we got get somewhere or whatever." And I I like that. Uh, and and today nobody can tell me, you know, this or that, and. I voice my opinion. Right. I'm not saying that I'm right all the time, but I'm going to voice my you're opinion. Gonna, yeah, you're going to just say how you feel about something, whether yep. it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But do you do this? Do you, Are you one of those people that does the think before you say kind of thing? Yes, you have to think before you do <laughs> or say anything because you, it might come back and bite you in the butt. <laughs> but the only time I speak my mind is when I think I'm right. Yeah. Now, I've been known... To make a mistake or to be wrong at times. So, but do you ever admit to that? Do you own up to that? I'll always admit <laughs> to that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've done you've done a lot of things. You've done a lot of things in your life, Dad, and I I think that, and I always tell people that, 
at, you know, people I either I work with or I hang out with or I talk to, and I tell them my my dad was one of my biggest, you know, you know, not mentor because uh, that's you're not a mentor. I mean, you're you're my father, so mm-hmm. you kind of have to guide me. And I think I always kind of I think I I always kind of fought it for a little bit. I yes, didn't know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But and I think when I was 21 or 22, I finally came to the conclusion. I'm like, you know what, this. I gotta be. I gotta be tight with this guy. I had. I had to do what I had to do because <sighs> I didn't want anybody coming back and say, "Well, hey, did your father ever tell you to do this?" Yeah. Or do that? That, that. <laughs> and as a father, and now that you are a father, I am father now, yeah. and head of the household. Yeah, that, yes. You have to guide. You have to lead the pack on that attack. <laughs> but, but hey. You have to, because you don't want anybody like no. your daughter growing up and say, "Hey, no." Didn't they, you know, did your parents ever teach you this? Or I would teach never you that? want. I would never want my daughter or no. your granddaughter to go through something no. like that. That wouldn't be great. Um, yeah, man. So, it, does it? I don't know where I was going with that. That's all right. You're perfectly normal. <laughs> Talking about senior moment. Oh no 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 no. So just to rephrase, we are actually sitting out here. We we've already finished our our barbecue, but if you can hear that little static noise in the back, that still is the bug killer doing its thing. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, uh, from from music to to having to having leadership abilities to having the drive to work and to be able to go out and do something to. And it, it all came from you. I mean, well, thank you. I mean, you 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 have to be different than everyone else. And again, I'm not. I'm just. I'm. I'm not reinventing the wheel here with what I'm doing. But it was something for me to do a creative way. So things like, and, and I, I want to share this with everyone. Growing up, I wanted to play guitar. He gets me a toy guitar. You get me. But I got into golf. He makes me a little miniature golf course in the backyard, which was the coolest thing. <laughs> that was really cool, man. Yeah, well. yeah, I got into basketball. What does he do? He puts a basketball hoop in the driveway. Uh, I mean, this goes on. Yes. I mean, so this for me was, but you were creative in the sense for us, but you also did your own thing. You did the fundraiser thing. You did the, I mean, what else did you, I mean, you did other stuff. But I mean, for me, this was like, I, I had to do something like, hey, make, Talk about something. Discover yourself. Discover, yeah, discover myself. Rather than just be some worker bee, because that's what I do. I've been doing that all my life. See, the thing all is. Post high school life. Uh, well, now that you say that, um, I consider myself a average basketball player. <laughs> basketball player when I was growing up. <laughs> no, no, but no, no. But uh, I'm going to prove a point here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a point across. Yeah. Um, I remember that I used to get challenged all the time by different people. In basketball? In, in basketball. Right. Uh, out yeah. in the streets or in parks or whatever. You're like, you ain't going to do nothing. And, 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 and some guy said, hey, well, there's going to come the time when, when somebody's going to beat you. I said, yeah, yeah you're right. And, th- and how old were you when you admitted to this? <sighs> I must have been in my 20s maybe. Okay. Okay. And, and, and yes, yes, uh, you know, because everything comes to an end. It does. And 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 then time passed by, and I saw this guy, and, and this guy was, like the saying goes, ridicule is the weapon, weapon of the weak. Yeah. And 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 yeah. and when when people have nothing against you, or or they have nothing that they can you know bring you down, yeah. they'll criticize you. Right. And the people that criticize you are criticize your biggest you the most fans. Are your number one fans. Yeah. But this guy told me one time. Hey man, you're a has been, and oh. I looked at him. I said, "Well, better to be a has been than I never was." Yeah, and he just stopped and looked at me. So, and this was where, like, at a pickup game or something? No, no, no. This was way after basketball season. Okay. I mean, after my playing days. Okay. But he said, "Hey man, uh, what's going on, has been?" Oh no. And I looked at him and said, "Well, better to be a has been than I never was." And you. And yeah. this guy would never went anywhere. Yeah. He never did anything. And does this guy still live in Alice? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> I think I have an idea who it might be. But anyway. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's like, and I get I get what you're saying because people, 
you know, and and I've been doing this thing now for in August it'll be a year. Wow. From the other podcast and then this one. But others times when I'm on my break with what I'm doing, you know, at my job and I'll and I'll have my laptop with me because I want to make yeah. I like to stay ahead. When the opportunity arises. When the opportunity arises, I go in and I I, I edit post production, make sure everything's ready to go. I mean the podcasting life is you always have to have one ready for each week because you consistency. I mean, I don't want to get into that, but um, a person or two has made will make a comment. Oh, you're working on your little thing, and I'm like, you know what? I, like, kind of like criticizing yes. it a little bit. I go, well, at least sarcastic. Yeah, and I said, well, at least I'm doing something creative and no. not, you know, I mean, anybody can work out or anybody can do this or anybody no. can do that, but to do what I'm doing, you can't even do it. Right. So That's if you right. so and the thing is it's a gift. Yeah, and people and people have asked, well, how do you do this? Well, it's actually pretty simple if you just apply yourself. It and you know, sometime later the person, you know, that he or she or whatever came up to me and no BS is it really hard to do? It's because not hard down to do the at road, all. down the road, you're gonna look back and say, well, at least I tried. Exactly, and you know, and you know what? There's there's a lot there's a lot that can come from this, man. There's a lot that you can come from. You never know. It. it might take you to places that you never even and, dreamed of. And you know, and you know what, man. I've networked with people, and I've met different types of people, and heard 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 different types of stories. That's the that's the effect of land shark after a couple of those. Uh, but I, I had I mean talking to different types of people, man, yeah. and I mean, and you've always like said that, like I mean, and it goes back to you, or you're like, oh, I'm in Florida, I'm gonna talk to different types of people, yeah. whether they're whether they like it or not yeah whether they're via they're veterans it's a challenge you know different type of race ethnicity or religion and uh yeah, yeah. Uh, but i mean it it's fun i have a lot of fun doing it An- another good uh, uh example of that is when i um uh, remember judy phoenix yeah i remember that okay i remember her that was a challenge and but you but you were determined i was determined Judy Phoenix was a good friend of mine. She was a, a, a sister girl from Alice, Texas. She was an LVN. Long story short, she needed a heart transplant. Yeah. So I took it upon myself to make public service announcements, go on TV, radio, yeah. word of mouth, uh, uh, posters at, at different places, that this lady needed to raise $20,000 to get a heart transplant. So we had a, a car wash, we had spaghetti dinner, dance. You did everything. I remember Barbecues that. and stuff. You were like pounding the pavement with that, man. Bro, I love that sister girl. Oh, I, I love Judy. And, and, and getting back to what I was doing for other people was because when my father had Alzheimer's and, and, and he told me, there's five stages of Alzheimer's. On the third stage, he took off walking. I remember this as if it was yesterday. It was a hot summer day. Yeah. Crossing Highway 281. I'm stop, stopping traffic. I'm barefooted. And my dad is swinging at me. And I followed him. And, and I stayed with him for about a mile, maybe two miles, until he walked into this uh, uh, fenced-in yard. Yeah. And he came back to his senses. And he said, did I lose it? I said, Yes. He said, will you take me home? I said, yes, I'll take you home. Yeah. So I took him home. And on the way, when we were going home, he said, always remember to help the poor, the sick, and the dying. And after he died, yeah. I said, I'm going to do that. So getting back to Judy Phoenix, she right. needed help. Right. The state wouldn't help her. Government agencies wouldn't help her. So I said, ah, somebody has to do something. Yeah. And 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 we did all those fundraisers to see if we could get her the twenty thousand dollars that she needed. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me for a complete physical. See if she was compatible with somebody else. And we were doing the fundraiser, and I was on TV. And about two days later, this lady drove up to my house, came up to me, and she says, "She said, who would have thought that a, a flunky like you?" A flunky. A flunky like you could be doing something like this. And I looked at the lady and said, um, speaking of flunky, I said, at least in high school, I was in the boys' choir. I was in basketball. I said, but you never did anything. You wow. were never involved with anybody. 
or any organization, and you calling me flunky? Wow. I made her cry, and after I I told her what I felt about her, yeah. she gave me $100 for duty. Sometimes when you treat people like shit, they'll respect you more. Yeah. And I treated her like shit. Excuse my language. No, you're fine. You can say whatever you want on this. But But she gave me $100 for duty. And she never forgot what I was doing with the Onda Club. Wow. And and, and and I probably have an idea who this person is, too. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. You might know her kids. Yeah. Well, you know you know what, man? And it's like you said, people people criticizing and they, what did that do to you, man? I mean, did, did you so did you turn red or did your did you did your eyes turn red and turn into like the no. like Terminator, like the way we used no. to get mad at us? I kept my composure. <laughs> she pulled out her checkbook, and I was one happy camper. Because <laughs> she paid. Hey, bro. See, I also found out that she was my number one fan. Yeah, because they, they, she was keeping tabs on because the whole people thing. people that criticize you want to be like you. Yeah. They want to be like you. They want to be leaders, not followers. Right. And yet, the only thing they have is... Well, I'll criticize it. Right, because that's all. That's what people. Like I said, ridicule is the weapon of the weak. But why do you. But. So then, after everything that happened with Judy, I mean, right. rest in peace, Judy, rest in peace, Grandpa, because you were talking about both of them. What happened to the lady? Did she, did she pay her respects? Did she. As a matter of fact, I still see her. We're friends. Yeah. And, 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 and she's one of my, my classmates. Yeah. And and she's getting involved with a lot of things because, as you know, uh, we used to give out scholarships. The only club yeah. of Alice. And see, that's another thing you did. You gave out scholarships, and you gave one out under Grandpa's name. Under Grandpa's name, uh, in honor of him. Yeah. And then now with my graduation class, and and they were involved. See, now they want to get involved. Yeah. After all these years. Yes. See, but I've been doing it forever. Yeah. Because my dad told told me to do that. I said, I'm going to fulfill his last wish, and I'm going to do this. Yeah. As long as I can, I will continue to do this. And I really don't care if, you know, people like it or don't like me or participate or not. Yeah. Another thing, this guy was also making fun of me one time, you know, because we're tall people. Right, right, right. We're tall people. Yeah. And this guy... We're was, bigger than the average Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy came up to me and said uh, he was trying to show off and, and, and laugh at my expense. Yeah. And he said, hey, how's the weather up there? And I looked at him and I said, grow up and find out. <laughs> so you can turn every every situation, right. you can turn it around and use it to your advantage, but you got to think about it. You get, so it's like quick-witted. Like, you're, you're very quick-witted. I've learned. I mean, it wasn't like that. Yeah. But... Through uh, TV, comedians, <laughs> TV. Yeah. Ed Sullivan show for all of you that remember Ed Sullivan. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you gotta be street smart also. Yeah. It's it, it's good to be educated, but you gotta have street smart and common sense, and you have to use it right. Right. Uh, d- d- don't be gullible and. Don't believe everything you read or that or investigate. Right. Investigate, and, and that way you'll know how to defend yourself. It's just like people in religion. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah, that's I got into one. religion for the simple reason I just wanted to defend myself. Yeah. And it's amazing that all these people, they want you to think like them. And it's like politics. Right. It's like, yeah. They try to force religion and politics on you because they think that you don't know any better. So the so that could be the yeah they they think you don't know any better and that's and that's probably why a lot of a lot of people didn't like John Lennon because he thought for himself and spoke he, his mind yeah yeah see but there's a right way and a wrong way and I'm not saying he did it wrong right and he didn't do it right but there's either. there's people out there that are they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for close-minded well maybe close-minded but fanatics fanatics. Do, hey Dad, do you, okay, so, you know, jumping to the John Lennon thing, 12 or, you know, 12 or 13 years ago, I watched the Beatles documentary, and, and I remember I brought it up to your attention, was when John Lennon, 
John Lennon made that comment that the Beatles were bigger than Elvis. I mean, not Elvis. The, Jesus. The Jesus. And I'm not trying to get religious on, on here because everybody has their own different mm. views, and that's mm. not what this podcast is about. But <clears throat> I was bringing it up with you because you were like, you took, at the time, you had taken offense to it. But then yes. I think recently you said, you know what? I, I see where he was coming from. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean that they were more famous. What he was saying was there's a lot of people out there that don't know about religion. Right. Some people go to, you know, I mean, whatever religion. Yeah. You go, you attend, but in reality, you don't know yeah. what it's all about. And, right. And that's what he meant. Yeah. He wasn't saying that he was better than Jesus or anything like this. Yeah. He was saying that, see, because when you're ignorant, <laughs> there's a lot of people, ignorant people out there. Well, very much so. And, 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 and not that I'm better than them right. or they're better than me. Right. But when you don't know about something, you're ignorant. And and there's a lot of people out there that are ignorant when it comes, uh, you know, the Father, the ho- the, the, the Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. They don't understand. Right. They have no uh, uh, concept of what the Holy Trinity is. Or, see, but I don't want to get too much right, into right. religion. Don't have to, I, but I, I get what you're saying. But that's what he meant. The, on the sur- Yeah, on the surface, what you're saying is, what you're saying is in all ty- all types of religions, on the surface, they think they know everything, but in reality, they really don't. And it's just like in politics, because everybody thinks yeah, they can do right. they can run the country better yeah. than this president or that president or this or that president did this or that president did that. Guess what? They all fucking screw up at some point. Yep. And I don't mean to cuss in front of you, but I feel mm. like that's the only way I can get my. <laughs> no, well, I'm not, kidding. Not to me, but maybe to, yeah, some of your to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, and. But anyway, but you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, man. I mean, gr- you know, uh, this whole—I <laughs> never knew you to be—and uh, I'm going to tell everyone this. Growing up, I didn't know you as a funny guy. You were very serious, but I mean, you I had, had to, you, uh, right? Just because, like, you're a parent, you had yeah. to. You had three, you had two, three kids, two girls, and me, and then um, you. But you're really a, just a comedian. <laughs> You have you no, have well, well, you have well, a see, joke for everything. Well, the older you get, you know, the, the less old, you don't give a shit. I, I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I do. But even but that even like in your in your forties, you started to loosen up a lot. It's yes. still tense, but well, I didn't. I don't remember you in your thirties because I was still a yeah, kid, a yeah. little baby. But I mean, but uh, I my daddy, you know, my daddy was. He, he always had something to say. Right. You know, because a lot of the old sayings... They still use. ...come from Scripture. Right. Especially Proverbs. Proverbs, yeah. And 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 I remember when I used to make all this drama and I used to make a big thing out of small things. If your favorite team lost or yeah. things like that or... Or, or getting mad with a Nintendo uh, uh, receiver or... You got mad at video games? No, no, but I know oh, well. <laughs> individuals that used to get pissed off. I don't know who did that anyway. But remote control uh, or something. Man, who are you talking about? Because I know that... I don't know who you're talking yeah, about, man. Well, well, neither do I. But okay. anyway, <laughs> my father always told me, hey, always remember this. We lost more during the war. Right. And when I was growing up and he used to tell me that... You didn't get it? I didn't get it. Then when I got older, I said, oh, that's what it means. Yeah. The big war, I'm talking World War Two because, you know, he was part of that. He lost friends. Right. He lost a lot of friends. He was wounded in action. They reported him killed. Right. And and, and, and he said, hey, the, hey, we lost more during the war. And now I look at that. Yeah. I look at that and the, the small stuff, ape. Hey, if I knew that by worrying, it was going to make it better. Yes, I would worry twenty four seven, but and, it doesn't. And that's the, and that's the best mindset to have, I think, Dad, because we all tend to worry about the smallest of things, and then if you worry about the big, I mean, you can't control it by stressing out about it. Well, you live and learn, right? And 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 I, and me now, thirty thirty four year old me now wish I could go back and tell 21 year old me to stop stressing about the stupidest shit that I did when I was 21 that's alright you're perfectly normal yeah the 20 year old, 21 year old me was stressing about the dumbest things 
versus 34-year-old me. And I'm just like, come on, kid. You could have done – you could have – And I used to see you and, and look at you and say, Junior. <laughs> because only his daddy could call oh, him Junior. Oh, man, here we go. But he said, Junior has a lot to learn. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm doing okay now. Yeah. And now I have – when you have a positive attitude – Everything works out for you. It, it does, does it? Do and you, you feel better? Do you consider consider yourself to be very positive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you've always been in control. Yeah. In ter- <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. <laughs> you've been you've always been able to kind of handle things. Well, well, you find a way. You think you improvise. You gotta. You have to. And as you grow older, you're going to find ways that you're going to be doing the same thing. Everybody yeah. does it. It's just that you just never realize You don't that see it. You don't see it. Everybody has a potential. You know, you just got to have an open mind. And people that are closed-minded, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Man, that's, that, that's something else. Uh, yeah. Man. But remember, have a little common sense, and that will go a long, long way. That's a good point. Yep. Common sense, brother. Yeah. Hey, man, so co- going back to this comedian thing, so <laughs> <laughs> where where did uh, – so you watched a lot of Ed Sullivan. You saw the Beatles when they first came out on Ed Sullivan, right? You were, I saw the Beatles when they came from England. Get and got off an airplane and off uh, JFK or where was it LaGuardia? LaGuardia, I think it was in New York. And then yeah. I saw the movie Help at the Rialto Theater. And you were still a teenager. I, well, I was young. Yeah, yeah I mean, like fourteen, I was like 12, 12, or 12, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I remember the girls at the theater were going crying. Nuts. Really? Yeah, they were crying for the Beatles. You, you know, we we went to go see Val and I went to go see. Uh, Paul McCartney in Austin a few years ago. Yeah, I remember that. And the lady, like three seats down from us, he when he he came out and they started playing eight days a week, and she was bawling her eyes out. And I was just like, "Wow!" And I bet she was an older lady. She she was she wasn't like older, like in in her sixties or anything like that. She was probably like in her forties or fifties. Well, the thing is that you have to remember that everybody was young once. Right. Right. And. See, a lot of people, what they, and and I was there, I was there. Yeah. When my mother used to, and my dad used to see it, Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Welk? The Lawrence Welk show. I mean, oh, that's yeah, music yeah, from yeah. the 50s or wow. 40s. And I used to make fun of them. <laughs> but now I'm there. Yeah. Well, do you remember when we were kids, we used to make fun of your music in yes. the, the 60s and the 70s. I think you had the... That sounds of the '70s CD, uh, yeah. and Lisa and I, Lisa and I, used to always make fun of that song "Green Eyed Lady." But man, that yeah. song is pretty cool. It is. So, and but now, but see, you're gonna find yourself that well, I'm already as you t- get older, younger kids are gonna be looking at you, well, say, "Hey, that old guy's playing that <laughs> far off." Well, you. you know what? Well, you know what though? The, that's funny that you mentioned that because I'm often referred to, like at work, I, I work with people. They're a little bit younger than me, and they're like, "Oh, the guy, this guy's stuck in the '90s," yeah. and, and it's like, "You know what? Fuck yeah, I'm stuck in the '90s yeah. because I like my music in the '90s." And I'm like, "Holy crap, I am that that guy." Yeah. But I mean, it, that's it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Just everybody, like everybody like goes through it. Long like tube socks or what? Yeah. Low top Converse or high top Converse. Long whatever. sideburns. Long sideburns. Yeah. The I, no sideburn look. I had that in the in the sixties because that was common back then, right? Right. And then you had the, the, moh- the, the mohawks, and then you had the, a mohawk. No, uh, no, I mean I didn't, but a lot of people did. Yeah. But it's a cycle. Now you have it again. It's yeah. a cycle. So do you you consider yourself to be a comedian, Dad? You just learn. You just know not to take life seriously. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's too short, brother. Any day <laughs> above ground is a good day. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> I don't consider myself a comedian. I mean, I'm not saying you're. A I comedian, have a sense but of humor. A sense of humor. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I have a sense of humor because that's the way it should be. In my opinion, I mean, it's it's, it's not for everybody. No, but it's for me. It's for me. I think, in my opinion, it takes it takes a lot to be able to get to have the ability to make people laugh. 
no. to have like a sense of humor. Everybody has a gift. Now, you know, for you it might be this, for that guy it's this, and for that other guy it's that. Whatever that gift is, use it to the fullest. See, but a lot of people want to do this and want to do that. Yeah. But they hold back because they're worried about what people are going to say. And I used to be one of those. Right. I used to be a, one of those guys that would, well, what are people going to say about me? Now, right. I don't give a shit what they think about me. If they like it or they don't, <laughs> oh, well. You're like, I don't give a shit what you think. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I I think that I think that the older that I'm getting, the more it's starting to come out where I'm just kind of like, I can make people laugh or I can make yeah. a joke or I can find people can gravitate gravitate toward my conversation and see, right. see how entertaining <laughs> I can be. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to... Oh, yeah. Right. I hear you, brother. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like my friend used to say, times are hot. Yeah. Do you, so, so, Dad, now that in your your older years... Yeah. What's the biggest see, enjoyment now in life? Waking Being up in the morning. Waking up. <laughs> it's a beautiful morning. Or is it like... Grooving on a Sunday afternoon. And but to me, it's like grooving every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you get older and all these things creep up on you, yeah. pain, like me, pain. for instance, the broken arms and knee operations, the back surgery, arthritis. You're almost... Gonna, you're almost you almost have as much broken bones as as uh as Hulk Hogan does. Well see, when I was growing up, brother, I played hard. See when you're growing up <laughs> you could you think you could do anything. You think we used to play flag football and I th- I thought I was in the NFL. <laughs> used to play basketball, I thought I was in the NBA. Was the M- it was I played hard. Yeah. But I wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> And nobody ever said, hey, brother, or I, I used to run. Yeah. Six, seven miles a day, six days a week. I believed in that. And you know what? That, that running ability, you it's it's transitioned to us. I know. Because Lisa Lisa can run. My older sister can run a lot. I I can still run yeah. quite a bit. And I think Ma- Marty runs pretty well, too. Yeah. So you used to I do planted the seed. But how did so? So now you said you did all this stuff, so it was wear and tear on your body, hence the knee replacement. Well, I mean, that was just wear and tear. Being at work when I fell off that airplane yeah. doing maintenance, the first time I told this guy, well, it all started when I fell off the airplane. The guy said, wow, you jumped off uh, out of an airplane <laughs> with a parachute? I said, no. <laughs> the airplane was on the ground. We were doing maintenance and it started to rain. And you slipped. I slipped and I fell and I twisted my knee and that was the beginning. Oh, man. Of course, I, I, I had an ACL in high school right after graduation. But hey, hey, I, I played hard. We used to play football out in the street in yeah. Caliche. And we used to play tackle. Caliche, for those of you, is asphalt, but like no, we're, no, we're, no not it's asphalt. Like dirt and rock, dirt and rock. So it basically was might as well be it's, it was hard ground, basically yeah. dry, like dry ground. Yeah. So, but I played hard. Yeah. And and I I went all out, but I was just I was in high school or city league because you're young and you think yeah. you you have all that um I used to think hey uh, well I'm 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 Royal Santos I got <laughs> and now I'm 63 years old with all this <laughs> two broken arms seven knee operations back surgery two bunion surgery toe hemorrhage surgery <laughs> hernia all that. okay okay yeah I said it's, and every everything creeps up on you when you get older but any day above ground is a good day. I look at it that way. Yeah. So you start enjoying life. And the older you get, the more that I enjoy life. Yeah. And I don't worry about the small stuff. Hey, man. So and I don't worry about if people like me or don't like me. Because <laughs> if people don't like me, it is none of my business. Yeah. You're like, I don't really give a shit what you think. It's none of my business yeah, if they you don't like, like me. me. You don't like me. And people worry about that. Oh, I want them to like me. I don't give a shit. You well, like me, you don't. Well, you know, it's 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 funny you say that because 
now I'm I'm starting to get to that point where I'm just hey you know what I'm gonna go I'm gonna go punch and do what I need to do and I'm gonna go well don't you like what about doing this for that or working with this person or not I'll do what I have to do at work but outside of work I don't care what you think of me it's none of my business I mean it's none of my business not any of your business mm. I could give a yeah. shit what yeah. you think about yeah. me exactly. at the end of the day when I leave this place where you know where I work and where I'm being yeah. my, being the worker bee I leave that shit there and I come home yeah yeah no don't get me wrong Something I have good days and bad days just like anybody else does yeah. whether you're you're an actor you're a music musician Entertainer. Runner, yeah, whatever. whatever you do, it's gonna follow you. I get it; it happens. But I mean, I don't let I don't. I try not to let that over no, overtake me because I, for anymore. the longest time I did. Yes. Yeah, and and you know what? I realized what who who cares? Damn. The the person or people that I worked for before didn't care about me how I felt. So why should I even do it for them? Right. So no, 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 no. And when you worry about stuff, it's just like. Chasing the wind. You're never going to catch it. That's right. <laughs> man, look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm answering your... I'm filling the blanks in for you, man. Filling in the blanks. I know. I did a good job. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did a good job. You're learning, Junior. Oh, man. You're learning, Junior. It's, it's good to have you on, man. I'm hey, glad that you're here talking with me. It's good to be me. here because... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the next thing for me might be the speaking circuit. No. <laughs> <laughs> You could totally do it, man. I I probably could. There's a I have a friend that that I met through podcasting, and he has a has his own podcast, but it's kind of like on a on a break. But he said that he started to do things like taking acting classes and and doing like stand up comedian stuff. Nothing and, wrong with that. And yeah, that's what I told him. And then he was just like, "When you're young, do it. Go all yeah. out. Find yeah. out what works for you and what doesn't." Exactly. And he was just like, I'm just trying to build my brand. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool, yeah. you know? Hold on. I mean, I think he's he's done pretty well for himself. That's but um, Is he here in San Antonio? No, no. He's in Atlanta, Georgia, actually. Oh, okay. Gonna... Okay, yeah. So, so he, yeah, he, um, he started doing this thing in, in Georgia, and he's got the voice for it. So I met him a few months ago. I mean, not a few months ago, but almost a year ago, like a few months after we started, and I listened to his show, and I liked the way he did it because his voice, I mean, he just has it. Like, if he if he couldn't, if he didn't do a podcasting thing, he could easily do voice acting, like for movies or TV shows, you know, the, like the I'm the voiceover guy or something, you right, know what I mean? He right. could totally do that, but... <clears throat> Those are people that are not afraid to try. Yeah, and that's what I like about him. He's he's witty. I mean, not that I. I mean, I like that he puts himself out there, and he's got the sense of humor, and the the hindsight and the mindset to to kind of to to just do his thing. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? So right. I don't know, man. That, that's that's to me that's yeah. that's pretty freaking cool, man. And it's never too late because. For example, the Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> He didn't make it big until he was 72 years old. And so wow. it's never too late. Yeah. It's never too late. So for those of you who are listening and you want to start fundraising, making music, doing this, whatever, art, yeah. writing, you could totally Poetry. do it. I Go back poetry. to college, finish school if you want yeah. to finish school. You write poetry, yeah, you know, and see, see what I mean? You're like a jack of all trades. You're, you're master a, of you're, none. <laughs> <laughs> you're that. You're a father. You're you're a husband. You're a grandfather. You're a prankster, and, and uh, all, all these things. Anything for our. Uh, that's why I, uh, we started the scholarship thing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that need help, especially the middle-income families or the people that need the most help when it comes to scholarships because they are the ones that are left behind. Yeah. That's why I started doing what I was doing because when Mari was uh, applying for scholarships. She couldn't get any. She couldn't get them because everybody said, well, you work for the government. You, you have all kinds of money. No, I don't. I have all kinds of bills. <laughs> yeah. But I said, from now on, we're going to start helping the middle income. Right. And 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 the funny thing about that, we we in the Hispanic community, yeah. I encourage all people out there to get involved. I started doing something with my family, 
I said, look, you, you donate $50, and you donate $50, and before you know it, for the first semester, we'll have 250 Second semester, we'll have 250 $500. At the end of the year, we'll give out a sc- one scholarship for $500 or maybe two for 250 That That helps out with but books I or something. I encar- encourage all the hi- Hispanics out there. Let's say, for instance, there's 15 family members. Right. Donate $5 a month. That's all. Start out with that. $5 a month at the beginning of the year for nine months. Add up all the total of, uh, money that you have. Yeah. And go to to your local school and work with them and give us scholarships. Yeah. In a, in a, a family member that has passed to honor their memory, you can do that. You can give one, maybe two, whatever. But I encourage all the Hispanics, especially the Hispanics and, and, and even the brothers the and brothers. the whites. Yeah, go after it. Go out there and give us scholarships for our youth. Our young people need the help. Because they're going to run our country one day. Yep. A lot of them will be. Yeah. Even if it's just a little drop in the bucket, but it, it'll go a long way. It's somewhere. All the people that we've given scholarships to, a lot of people keep tabs or write to me via email or Facebook and tell me that how appreciative they were and they're continuing their education and how they, in turn, are going to do the same thing and help the young. That's awesome, man. All right, folks, that's the conclusion of part one with my dad. Uh, Tune in to next week for part two, and we will have an exciting conclusion to this story. Uh, I I do want to tell my dad uh, thank you for being on, and um, I look forward to for you guys to hear the rest of it. Pretty inspiring, right, the things that he's done. Um, very, you know, help me with that. And uh, I don't want to talk about any, any more about next week. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and start closing up. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Vine at Roel Santos Jr. Uh, check out my Facebook page, facebook.com slash world of uh, Give me a like. Uh, show my thumbs up or whatever it is. Uh, comment if you want. Also, if you want to email me directly, you can go to roelsjrgmail.com. This is a good chance for you entertainers, podcasters, musicians, entertainers, and so on. If you would like to be on the podcast, you can email me there, and uh, we'll set something up. Also, advertise your sponsors. I am totally open to your conversations. Uh, please email me at roelsjr at gmail.com. You've been listening to The World of Row. I am Row, and you're not. And stay tuned as the world of, continu- world of Row continues to turn. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>